It's time to get ready for the Buffalo Bills Sunday night contest against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm joined by Locked On Bengals host James Rapine to discuss it today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills, joined by James Rapine, the outstanding host of Locked On Bengals. We're here to get you ready for a big one on Sunday Night Football in Cincinnati. Bills, Bengals, interesting dynamics for both teams. The Bengals, three in a row after a slow start, looked really good against the 49ers coming out of the bye. The Bills are five and three, and who knows, right? Some good, some bad with them this season, and obviously a key AFC game for both teams as they jockey for playoff positioning. James, we got a big one. Welcome. Yeah, it's as it, big as you can get, I think, midway through the year. Two AFC contenders, two teams that I think we pegged as teams that would be in the mix uh, for an AFC championship in a few months. And at least it, here in Cincinnati, the biggest story is the fact that Joe Burrow's back, that this team is starting to to play and look like the team that we thought it could be during training camp. And so can that continue? Will it continue against the Bills team that you mentioned? Five and three. It, it hasn't been as upward trajectory. It's been up and down, I would say, for the Bills, and they've had some highs and, and some lows. For the Bengals, it, it's been a, a a slow trajectory upwards, and, and after what they did against San Francisco last week, I think a lot of people are buying it. James, four weeks ago, this game looked a lot different to me. The Bills are 3-1. and one. They beat the Dolphins by four touchdowns. The Bengals yeah. looked like a shell of themselves. You fast forward four weeks, really, really different dynamics for both football teams and I know that you know the Bills haven't been a terrible football team but they haven't quite looked like the contender we expected them to be where you know the Bengals certainly had that moment for them earlier this season but now it looks a lot different and so for me when I consider the biggest story for the Bills I think you sum it up in three words back to Cincinnati and that there's a lot baked into that right back to Cincinnati yeah. you're not only returning to the scene where DeMar Hamlin was down on, on the field and everything that went into that, but also this Bengals team, this Bengals team that handled the Bills in the playoffs, 27 to 10 in Buffalo in a game that never, to me, looked competitive. Like from the outset of that game, it felt like the Bengals were going to run away with it. In fact, I think the margin of victory could have been bigger for Cincinnati. And then you go back to the DeMar Hamlin game in that small sample size before the game was suspended. It didn't look like that was going to go well for the Bills either. And now you're facing a Bengals team that appears to have found its footing coming out of the bye. Like we mentioned, a bumpy start 
this season, but they dominated San Francisco 31 to 17. Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow. I mean, that 20 yard run, the pocket movement, the throws down the field, right? That was missing all earlier in the season. Wasn't missing against the 49ers. And so it's taken some time for Cincinnati, but they look every bit of the Super Bowl contender last week, and it appears that they're fully awake and that they're ready to go on a deep run. So what does it look like for the Bills this time around against Cincinnati? Offensively, the Bills have been up and down all season. They've looked great at times, but they've also gotten into some ruts and struggled to find some rhythm. Defensively, this is where my biggest questions come because the team started off playing at a very high level this season, but injuries have hit the team hard. Matt Milano, Trey White, Daquan Jones, they all suffered long-term injuries and the unit just has not looked the same. Now, they got Von Miller back, but Von Miller doesn't look anything like Von Miller right now. He's played four games, and I I haven't really seen him pop at all. And he's still, you know, he's getting a decent amount of playing time, but he looks like a shell of himself right now. So on a weekly basis, I just don't know what to expect from the Bills on defense, and they're not trending in a good direction when you compare the first four games to the last four games. And next up, obviously, Cincinnati. My question is, is it the wrong opponent at the wrong time, or hopefully the exact challenge that you need to lock in and play your best football against a team that ended your season less than 10 months ago. We're going to find out. Yeah, that's that's the interesting storyline to me is a lot of people assume, oh, the Bengals are back, and they might be. But let's see it again this week, and that's where I'm at. Can you go up against a, a Bills defense that you you mentioned has has dealt with some injuries ha, has certainly looked vulnerable in recent weeks and take advantage of that at home in prime time under the lights there's a lot into that and baked into yeah. that as you say yeah but but that's what it comes down to does burrow continue to look like burrow because a few weeks ago it did not look good after starting 17 of 19 against the Seahawks these past two games he's completed 17 of his first 19 passes it's wild one of which was against Seattle where the offense completely stalled out in the second half. And then obviously we know what happened against San Francisco. I think they should have scored more than 31. A fumble on the goal line didn't help their cause. They had a missed field goal as well. So I, I think it's it's interesting because we're so quick, and not we, you and me, but there are people that are so quick to crown teams mm-hmm. uh, it, throughout the NFL season. And to me, the Bengals, they're going to have to show it again this week against a really good opponent that has all of the motivation in the world after what happened in January on their home field to to bounce back and play at a high level against a team that they're obviously competing with uh, at the top of the AFC. So finding out a lot about both teams, are the Bengals really back? Do the Bills have what it takes this year to be a contender? I think Sunday night will be a good indicator of where both teams are heading. And, you know, I I haven't really looked at the Bengals' upcoming schedule, but for the Bills, it's a brutal stretch. You got the Bengals, you got the Eagles, you got the Chiefs, you got the Dolphins again, you got Dallas, you got the Chargers. I mean, what your easy games are supposed to be the Patriots and Jets. You've already lost to those teams this year, right? And you play the Broncos, they just beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, the schedule stiffens up and. Just unfortunately, the reality is the Bills to trajectory, both offensively and defensively, first four games compared to the last four, hasn't looked good. That's the new quarter of the season for the Bills, and we'll see if they continue in some ways to get on track and you know inspire some belief that they can be a true contender in the AFC. And let's face it, I mean, the NFL feels wide open, right? Who, who's, who's the team that's been dominant all season long, right? Every team's kind of had some 
some hiccups along the way. I mean, I don't, is it the Eagles? They certainly have looked vulnerable at times or playing a lot better, but it's about runs. It's about getting hot at the right times. And, you know, I feel like across the league, there's just been so much variance week to week. Good reminder that there is no transitive property in football. Yeah, but you're, you're absolutely right. And one other thing I want to mention Bengals wise, their four wins are all against the NFC West. They need to start getting some AFC wins because you're right. It's wide open, but there's going to be some tiebreakers. And right now they lose every single tiebreaker in the AFC. So they, they need to, to find some ways to, to get AFC wins. So that, that is makes Sunday that much more important, but, but you're right. Things ebb and they flow. And, and I think both of these teams have done a good job of not overreacting when they do have a bad outing or, or a couple of bad outings here and there and, and bouncing back the right way. Well, Bill's three conference losses, two in the AFC East and of course the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. both teams need to get AFC wins. All right, James and I, we're going to talk about the matchups that will decide the game here in just a moment. Stick with us, but I got to tell you about DoorDash. I am obsessed with DoorDash. The convenience is simply unmatched. We're all busy, right? We all got a lot going on. I got a three-year-old at home. You know, I got all this football to watch. I got content to make. And sometimes it's tough to figure out what's for dinner. When am I going to get to the grocery store? Well, I don't have to worry about that because DoorDash can handle that for me. They'll bring you groceries. They'll bring you food from your favorite local restaurants. I do that all the time. I've been getting barbecue from uh, the Smoke Pit. It's right down the street here. They've got the best barbecue in town and my favorite Mexican restaurant as well, El Vierta. They bring me food from DoorDash all the time as well. So check it out. The consistency is unbelievable. DoorDash will bring you what you want, like even from the grocery store, like you picked it out for yourself. So stop worrying about what's for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on and stop worrying about when you're going to find time to get to the grocery store. Get DoorDash, get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, Subject to change, terms apply. All right, James, matchups, matchups that can decide this football game. And I know there's probably a a bunch of places that we can go. But if I may, I'm looking at this matchup of Joe Burrow against Mm -hmm. Sean McDermott. All right, Sean McDermott, the Bills defensive coordinator now. Um, Leslie Frazier had a great run as the Bills defensive coordinator, but you know, they parted ways after the Bengals loss and, you know, many bad playoff performances by the Bills defense. And now Sean McDermott is the signal caller and mention the injuries. Those definitely matter. But I'm curious to see what type of differences there are in how a Sean McDermott led defense looks compared to a Leslie Frazier led defense against Cincinnati. Because I thought, Leslie Frazier made it pretty simple on Joe Burrow in that playoff game. A lot of off coverage, a lot of free access. Joe Burrow, a timing quarterback with accuracy, said, thank you very much. I'll hit all these throws all day long, and you know, you're know you not getting any pass rush. You're playing off coverage. We're just going to beat you. We're just going to beat you. Sean McDermott is a lot more aggressive, a lot tighter alignments with his cornerbacks, You know, a lot of muddied fronts where they will you know, put a bunch of guys on the line of scrimmage and peel guys off and, you know, do simulated pressures and be pretty aggressive with, you know, uh, pressure packages and high leverage situations. It's going to be different. 
Now, do they have the horses on defense to to shut down this offense? I don't think you're going to shut them down. I think you know you try to contain them the best you can. But what differences do we f- see from Sean McDermott and how he specifically game plans and calls the game against Cincinnati compared to you know what I thought was poor planning by Leslie Frazier to dare Joe Burrow to be patient and, and Joe will do that right he's not one of these quarterbacks that isn't willing to take what defenses give him he's a smart quarterback and um you know the explosive plays are there so very curious on this Sean McDermott versus Joe Burrow dynamic on Sunday night it's the matchup of the game we know what Josh Allen in this offense looks like against Luana Ramos defense and that there haven't hasn't been much turnover uh for either team on on the Bills offense or Bengals defense but you're right. How does McDermott try to attack Burrow, get Burrow uncomfortable? I think that's that's such a key, and and he's really good at responding and finding ways to get comfortable throughout the game, even if it looks shaky early on. But, man, he looked very comfortable from the jump against the 49ers, looked comfortable early on against the Seahawks. He's, he's getting into a groove. And so if you're Sean McDermott, how do you combat that, especially because – this Bengals offense started to look the way we expected it to look, not just from a Burrow perspective, but from a T. Higgins perspective, from a getting other guys not named Jamar Chase the ball. Tyler Boyd had a touchdown last week. And, and so that's the other element that they haven't really had this year. The offense kind of went in their first three wins as Jamar Chase went. Well, now T. Higgins getting healthier from a fractured rib looked better. And as Burrow gets healthier, I think the ball is going to spread out a bit. And, and so I, I think that's interesting. I think Rasul Douglas, how much does he help you guys cornerback-wise? I'm sure he's going to play right away and, and hit the ground running. How does he match up with these Bengals wide receivers? That's certainly one on my radar. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be different with McDermott. And uh, this Bengals offense, they've had the answers recently. And, and so can they keep that going? going up against a guy that they they haven't faced directly uh, calling the shots on defense. Oh, Patriots scored 29 on the Bills. It's something I cannot get out of my head. That, so we'll That see, is we'll crazy. See. Brother. <laughs> the, the screen to Ramondre Stevenson is just living in your, your head right well, now. Yeah, Jordan Phillips, 350 pounds, had an angle on him, couldn't get him down. And all of a sudden, you're going you're gonna to lose to the Patriots. It shouldn't have, should not have been a contest. The Patriots offense hadn't done a thing all season long. Like 29 against you. The other thing that I'm, I am curious about is this Josh Allen dynamic against Lou Anarumo. And I know that the Bengals defense, the results statistically aren't going to be impressive this year, but I maintain that Lou Anarumo is the best defensive game planner in the NFL. And he just always has the ability to adjust. And for a Bills offense that has had its moments, but has also had its ruts and times of not finding rhythm, I know that Lou Anarumo sees that. I know that he knows how to replicate those ingredients. And the Bengals defense can look different, not just week to week, but sometimes half to half, sometimes series to series. And switching up your looks, I think, is critical against top quarterbacks, right? Giving them a ton to think about, a ton to process. Lou Anarumo can pull those levers. And, um, you know, what, what do the Bills offense have? I mean, they certainly looked a lot better against Tampa Bay, but even late in the game, when they had the opportunity to really put him away, kind of stalled out in plus territory four consecutive drives in a row that allowed the Bengals to kind of, or excuse me, the Bucks to get back into the game. You can't do that against Cincinnati. That's that's not a team that you can do that. So can 
the Bills play 60 minutes of good offense against the best defensive mind in, in, in the league right now, in my opinion. It's there's a couple of things that have really, I don't even want to say gone in the Bengals' favor, but the that have that I identify as the Bengals' strengths on defense. And the first one, they bend, but they they don't break. They'll force field goals, and you might be on the goal line, but half the time that it's it's and it's not actually half the time, but it it feels like they always generate a turnover or they find a way to come up with the big sack. They had the two goal line stands. A few weeks ago, it's against Geno Smith in the final three minutes with Seattle driving to to take the lead and potentially win the game. And they've really started to force turnovers in recent weeks. And their turnover differential, second in the league right now, they're plus seven. Only the Bucks are better. And Cam Taylor-Britt comes up with back-to-back interceptions uh, a few weeks back. And, and then this past week, it's, it's multiple different guys stepping up. Uh, both linebackers with interceptions. Trey Hendrickson uh, always seems to get pressure with, with the game on the line. So it, this defense, it's unique. I think Lou Anarumo is is sort of the star uh, in NFL circles just because it's a different guy every week and he is the the mad scientist, so to speak, on dialing it up. But I, the, the thing that I, I do think is interesting, he's, he obviously had some success against Allen in the playoffs. But at some point... It's still Josh Allen. It's still Stephon Diggs. It, it, it's still talent usually wins out. It's Dalton Kincaid. And that's where I want to go. How does Dalton Kincaid fit in? Locked on Bengals listeners know how high I was on him pre-draft. Mm. If he had fallen to the Bengals at 28 and they didn't take him, I would have been very critical. He didn't fall, thanks to the Bills, who <laughs> right. took him at 27th. Yeah. Who took him at 27th. It seems like from afar he's he's mixing into this offense. He's the new wrinkle. Uh, I would say on this Bills offense, and certainly someone the Bengals are going to have to prepare for. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid on the Bengals that can't can't have it. Can't have it, James. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying, Joe, yeah. to will it. One more yeah. pick. You, you... <laughs> what a receiving talent Dalton Kincaid is, and yeah, obviously he's kind of really really emerged over the last couple of games. Uh, first touchdown last week. A lot of production over the last two weeks, and he's this weapon that the Bills offense kind of missed last year and I'm going to bring up a name that feels weird but I'm going to mention Cole Beasley and Cole Beasley was such an important part of Josh Allen's glow up uh, really starting in 2019 through 2020 and 2021 and and Cole Beasley was such an asset to him in the slot with route running just on schedule moments you need a completion you know that he's going to get open and catch the ball and and Dalton Kincaid can restore that and has started to restore that as a middle of the field target route running his ability to catch the ball and turn immediately up the field and create yards after catch is really exciting. I mean, he's a polished receiving talent and he's getting that opportunity uh, as the season ramps up. I mean, the first round pick, they parted with a fourth round pick to go up and get him. I mean, that's what they gave up for Diggs, right? This is a player that they brought on to be a big part of the offense. And we're starting to see that happen. And I think continuing the bills offense, continuing to, Get him involved um, at a high clip is going to be important, obviously against Cincinnati, but throughout the rest of the season as they look to find more consistency on offense. So, Kincaid's a heck of a receiving talent, and um, you know George Kittle obviously had a, a big game last week. Even he had some drops too; he could have had more production. And so, uh, surely the Bills are looking to get him going and um, you know stabilize and be an X factor for this offense against Cincy and beyond. Yeah, I, I think that that's it, it, it's such an interesting wrinkle, and 
last week I, I thought Dax Hill was going to be on George Kittle, and it really wasn't. It, it was a lot of Nick Scott, some Jermaine Pratt as well. And and so will Dax Hill be on Kincaid more this week, or will he play that deep safety role? I think that that's uh, an interesting dynamic as far as matchups are concerned because the last thing you want is to give give up – plays to Kincaid or someone else not named Diggs. Of course you want to take Diggs out of the game, but Diggs is going to get his anyways. And so can you limit the the guys around him? I think that's probably what Lou and the Bengals are hoping to do. We'll see. Of course, they don't want Diggs to go off either. Yeah. So Kincaid throws a, a wrench into it for sure, and, and I think it's interesting. We're, w- one more thing. Leonard Fournette, do you think he is a factor this week, or do you think it's a, a few weeks away? Yeah, I would guess he's a few weeks away, if at all, this season. Practice they didn't have a practice squad running back. They lost Damian uh, Harris. And so Ty Johnson's called off the practice squad to be on the active roster. They needed another back. And so I think at this point in the process to get Lenny, I'm not a huge Lenny fan, but as like a fourth or fifth running back, I think he makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, I, I don't think he factors this week. Maybe later in the season, and certainly injuries will dictate that, but um I, I don't think we're gonna see Lenny this week against the Bengals. So A lot of intrigue with this game. James and I have certainly gotten into a lot of it. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about what needs to go right for each team to win the game. We're going to offer a prediction as well. But first, I got to tell you about prize picks. You got to check them out. They are the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is awesome. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including the pros and including the Sharks. It's you versus numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. You can make an entry in under a minute, and when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. I've really been enjoying prize picks, and I've actually, you mentioned Dalton Kincaid, James. I've been hitting the over on Dalton Kincaid receiving yards the last couple of weeks, and I've been winning with that, so I'm going to keep that rolling this week against the Bengals, and hopefully that will pay off. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash Locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, it's time to really put it all together. We've talked about the dynamics of each team, storylines, matchups, key things that we're looking for. What has to go right for each team? to win this football game. And from the Bills' perspective, two things come to mind. Takeaways on defense. And I know that the Bengals aren't a team that gives up the football. And the reality is the Bills aren't a team lately that takes away the football. The Bills, through their first four games, forced 11 turnovers on defense. 11. The last three? Three. That's it. They have not intercepted a pass in the last four games that needs to change and again are the Bengals a team that's going to cough up the football more than once or twice probably not but I think in this game for you as a a team that I would label overall as inconsistent in, in a game where you're not the favorites this is like the first time in 27 games that the Bills are not favored to win a football game you probably need a little little bit of a couple of things here to go your way. And I think that starts with getting a takeaway. You're due. Does it happen? I'm not sure, but it would be certainly helpful in the Bills' quest to win this football game. The other thing that I go back to is consistency on offense. You cannot have those lulls. You cannot have those ruts. You cannot 
have three, four possessions in a row that end in a punt. You know, that that can't happen. You have to score. I think you have to embrace a shootout in this game because, like I mentioned, I don't know what to expect from this Bills defense. You got to be able to get into the 30s, and you probably need to be able to outduel uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals team. And so that's the way I think you, I think you need those two things. I think you need takeaways, and you cannot have lulls offensively when it comes to Sunday night football. A shootout would certainly be my style. I, I would – like nothing more than than for these teams to go up and down the field and see a bunch of points at Paycor Stadium on Sunday night. Uh, key number one for the Bengals, and it's kind of been a theme over the past year and a half or so, they play – they're such a different team when they get off to a quick start. And that doesn't mean they need to have a lead necessarily, but just the offense being able to, to get the ball in the first possession, drive downfield, and, and score, get points on the board. They just – it, it feels different. They play different. And so I, I think that that's a big one, especially with the history uh, with these two teams, the start that the Bengals got out to uh, on that Monday night game or in that Monday night game. And then obviously what happened in the po- the playoffs, if you could march downfield, let's say you get a three and out and then you march downfield and, and you get a score, you're feeling really darn good about where you're at. So I think starting fast would be a big one. And, and you could say that every week, of course, it's much like yeah. turnovers. You could say it, but I, I think that this team is just different. When, when they're able to do that. The other one, I, I think defensively, can you keep Josh Allen guessing and and not let him beat you with his legs? I know that hasn't been the case as much, but the Bengals, they've given up yards to quarterbacks on the ground. Brock Purdy last week, but multiple quarterbacks throughout the season, that's been the case. And it really stinks if you bottle up this Bills offense for four seconds and then or three and a half seconds, and Josh Allen says, oh, I'm going to run for 12 yards and extends the drive. Like, that's the last thing you want. And, and obviously, we know he's capable of doing that. So I think if you do those things, get off to a quick start on offense, uh, limit Josh Allen in, in his ability to run the ball, you should be feeling pretty good about it. And I know those are like fringe things, especially the Allen part of it, but I, I think it could be the difference between the Bills being in uh, their offense being in a rhythm and not being in a rhythm, especially early in the game. It's funny you mentioned fast starts because I remember that Monday night game and the Bengals won the toss and they took the ball and they went right down the field. They targeted Trey White. Well, Trey White won't be there uh, this weekend, but you know there was a couple of big plays. Chase, right, it was a pass interference that he invoked, made a catch down the field, and then Tyler Boyd over the middle for the touchdown. And they certainly bought into that and said, we want the ball. We're going to score. We're going to start dictating terms early in this football game. And I'm not an advocate of taking the ball first. I think you know all the analytics would tell you that you don't want to do that. But when you can, when you can, and it can turn into that, it's hard to argue with. And I don't remember the result of the coin toss in, in the playoffs, but I certainly remember on that Monday night game. So I'll be curious to see what happens because the Bills are always a defer team. And if they win the toss yeah. and defer, is that exactly what the Bengals want? If the Bengals win the toss, do they take the ball, right? It's kind of an interesting dynamic, and you know, I think both teams obviously want to start hot, and they're going to have to finish hot as well. So, James, they make us do predictions, and mm-hmm. the over-under in this game is at 48.5. The Bengals are favored to win by 2.5, and, a half. and I'll, I'll go first. I'll make my prediction, and I don't pick the Bills to lose very often. They've been a really good team. They don't give me a lot of reasons to pick them to lose. Don't like this matchup at all. Um, I think I think it's the wrong opponent at the wrong time. I think the Bills, 
if you're going to play your best football, I mean, I mean, do it against Cincinnati and you'll really change my perspective of what I think you can accomplish this year. But I think you have a, a Bills team that is inconsistent. And I know the, the Bengals have not only been inconsistent this year, but obviously they were they were literally bad to start the year. But they've shown sure. us that they're that they're alive. Right. They've shown us a team that they're capable of being. The Bills haven't shown us that since week four. And so I, I, I don't know. I'm going with the hot team that's at home. I'm going Bengals 31-28. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, Joe. I wasn't sure if you would do that or not. By the way, real quick on the the deferring. They they took the ball a couple times early on this season to try to to get that spark again and they've had more success deferring. So I think if they win the toss, they'll do mm. that this year. So just a a change from last year to this year certainly. Uh that said, I, I lean the Bengals. I, th- I think it's going to be a really close game. It, part of why I lean Bengals is there's nothing better than to win and then to have some obvious stuff that you you can fix. And as good as they were against the 49ers, there's some obvious stuff on offense and defense that you can stress this week and, and keep that level of urgency high. I think they're confident. I think Burrow looks as good as I've seen him since the injury and, and dating all the way back to July 27th when it happened. So they're hard to bet against. I, I think it might be a little higher scoring in this Bengals defense is going to have to to realize that they're going to give up some points. But 34-31, give me the shootout. Maybe you convinced me that it was going to be a shootout, but that's that's how I'm leaning right now as we record. Obviously, it's still pretty early in the week, but it should be a good one. Big game Sunday night in Cincinnati. Both teams needing a win. Both teams needing to make a statement. Are the Bengals fully back? Can the Bills find consistency? We're going to find out on Sunday night. Make sure that you are continuing to stay plugged into what's going on on Locked On Bengals and Locked On Bills the rest of the week. Plenty of more coverage to get you ready. This has been a great conversation, James. Really appreciate everything that you brought to the table. Appreciate everyone for being here. As always, we kindly ask that you rate, review, share, and subscribe. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back again for you tomorrow.